great future. We're talking real money. It's phone number recitation time on Talking Real Money. Hi, Don McDonald here. Tom over there. Our phone number, 855-935-TALK. 855-935-8255. Lots and lots of those telephone lines. You remember telephone lines? We still have them. You can call them with your phone. You, you, you still have one. Probably just one. Your family has multiples, but... I've got the one up above in the uh, had a, hidden away. I had a form come up on something, and it said, yeah. home phone number, work phone number, cell phone number. And I'm going, they're all same. the same. Same, same. Why, I got why the burner ask? put away for other purposes, oh, well, but it's the the burner it's got you <laughs> like gotta you have, have, you gotta have like a, you are you are so burner. straight laced we would what would you use a burner for <laughs> i i'm I, we're doing a public radio show you think i'm gonna say that just right out here in front of everybody yeah, come no. on okay unless you've got uh, some deep dark life that i've never been aware of i'm pretty sure that's bs um hi again don mcdonald tom cock talking real money 855-935-TALK 855-935-8255 tom loves to talk about i don't as much but tom loves to talk about a thing called recency bias which is where you, something that's been happening recently is what we expect to keep happening and in the early part of well in fact for most all of the 21st century yeah interest rates and stock prices moved in opposite directions uh no i take that back well, bond prices and stock prices. prices moved in yeah. separate directions. Ooh, which does require a little lesson. A little lesson. Here we go. Little lesson time for <laughs> so everybody. So far, you're doing well, Professor. So yeah, keep not. it up. Anyway, uh, when interest rates rise, the price yeah. of bonds fall. But tell us why. Because higher rates on new bonds means those existing bonds out there with those lower rates have to lower their price to give the new buyers a comparable return to the new bonds. So bond prices and interest rates move in opposite directions. Thank Therefore, you. generally speaking, for most of the 21st and the 20th century, most of the time, stock prices, when they would go up, bond prices would go down. But when stocks would go down, bond prices would bounce back a little bit or at least not go down and protect some of your purchasing power. That changed. It did. And the thing, uh, there's a couple of parts to that. You already know this, but interest rates generally declined from what, basically 1980 through 2019. I mean, they didn't yeah. go down every year, but it was kind of a general like then, 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 then to where we got to basically nothing and now we've come back up to what five percent for the what the federal reserve charges for overnight loans mm -hmm. i mean so it's come up and come up quickly what the reason we're bringing this up is and and i do like james mcintosh's work i don't think this is his best work no <laughs> because, but i do think it brings something it, it brings some in, uh, something to think about for for people who are investing uh, and and recency bias is part of it predicting the future though i think is the bigger part of it and people make mistakes about that all the time. So, I mean, what he's pointing out here is, right, that we're in this weird spot where a stronger economy brings two conflicting things, a higher, private, higher, higher uh, profits for companies mm -hmm. 
which are good for share prices. And then, but the other part of that is inflation, right? Which means that interest rates have to be elevated to keep inflation tamped down. Which means which older bonds are going to go down. down. Right. Yeah. But you see, so that that's taking us back to the normal thing, though. If stocks go up and bond prices go down, the problem is thrown into that, the wrench thrown into that is the fact that as rates are going up, people start worrying about future stock market profitability, not the current stuff. And this was the point I really wanted to get to with this. There is a tendency among investors to think that when the news is bad, recession, when the news is bad, recession, that's bad for stocks. But in an environment where people are worrying about corporate earnings in the future, if the economy does well, then they're betting that stock prices are going to go down. And so you're seeing all of these things happening that contradict each other. And that's what we want you to recognize. And then there's a lesson. 855-935-TALK is our number. Give us a call. We'll be right back. Tom and Don are talking real money. Do you suffer from hodgepodgeitis? I'm Don McDonald, and hodgepodgeitis is a disease of your investment portfolio whose symptoms include lots of stocks, loads of random loaded mutual funds, and maybe an annuity or two. Most who suffer from hodgepodgeitis dread opening their quarterly portfolio statements. They feel lost and confused. Investing seems overwhelming and the financial future uncertain. If you believe you suffer from hodgepodgeitis, see a 100% fiduciary investment advisor immediately. A proper diagnosis is the first step to creating a portfolio with a purpose based on a personal plan. Start on the road to recovery now by scheduling a free meeting with an Appella advisor at TalkingRealMoney.com. There is no cost, obligation, or high-pressure sales pitch. Take the first step at TalkingRealMoney.com or call 800-386-3004. Hodgepodgeitis is not a real disease, but treating it has been shown to improve mood, reduce fear, and even lead to a brighter financial future. Results may vary. Your guides to a really great financial future. Tom and Don are talking real money. I think the message that I'm trying to impart is that the markets sometimes seem logically counter or sometimes are logically counterintuitive. The things when when things are bad, markets are good. When things are good, markets are bad. And that's because you got all these people trying to look 10 or 20 or 30 or 50 or 1000 steps ahead complicating the calculation yeah and what happens is people turn into market timers right people today telling me i'm moving money out of stocks into cds because they're making five percent people telling me today well the future doesn't look so great so i want to own bonds instead of stocks here's what i think you should trust stocks and bonds are very different types of securities bond is an iou a stock is an investment in the company you should own many of both you should not worry about what they happens to them today, tomorrow, or probably even a year or two from now. And at that point, you should reevaluate to see if I need to make a fundamental change based on my personal situation, or is my plan a good one? And that's about it, because the rest of it is a lot of hooey. Well, and that leads me to the last paragraph, which I am going to read pretty much verbatim from this James McIntosh article in the Wall Street Journal. He says, those without a strong view on the direction of inflation, like your view matters, should expect their portfolios to be more volatile as bonds no longer cushion daily stock price moves. That hurts 
adding unwanted risk and so making leverage less attractive. Really? Yeah, as it mm-hmm. always should be. Yeah. Uh-huh. But here we go. But for those simply buying a passive stock and bond portfolio for the long run, the best advice applies whatever correlations do. Don't check except when you rebalance. How long until uh, Jason Swag is back in town is my question. This took how long to get to that sentence? In essence, John Bogle's quote, don't peek. Stand up and don't do anything. Don't do anything except when you rebalance. There, the, the whole article was wasted <laughs> right up to there. This is why you don't have to do all this stuff. You don't have to tie yourself up in knots and this convoluted stuff you're trying to do. You don't need it. Stop it. 855-935-TALK is our phone number. Jason, welcome to the show. Hey, guys. The uh, the Tesla bull is back. Oh, the Tesla bull! Ah! Oh, the bull is roaring! <laughs> I haven't followed it. i got to check the stock oh, no, price right away, so go. Uh, it's uh, it's kind of a mess. Uh, no, I, I didn't call to talk about Tesla today, though, but... Um, <laughs> So I, I had a couple of questions. One about one about investing, uh, just for like a, an individual retirement account, and then I uh, just wanted to ask your opinion about real estate. So first, with the uh, investing, so I was behind my this year for my you know year to date retirement contribution. So I went ahead and just did kind of a uh, a mass uh, catch up. Basically, I, I basically spent all my I, I bought all the stocks to get myself up to my yearly limit. So. I wanted to one get your opinion on if you think that's typically. I know dollar cost averaging is usually better, but I just wanted to kind of get it out of the way and and not have to worry about it for the rest of 2023. Uh, so I wanted to get your t- take on that and if that's a material difference in doing it that way or not. And then well, the okay, question, wait, wait, wait. Uh, I'm going to yeah, stop no, that's, you. Actually, Hang on. Actually, that's Let's a good, do the first that's question. A, yeah, that's a good place yeah. to just Let's pause. Let's do the and, first question. Yeah. Okay. Sure. First of all, dollar cost averaging is not better. No, it's not. It's not better because the okay. market has an upward bias. It's three uh, three out of four months, basically, the market is up. I'm talking global okay. stock portfolio. So in a general sense, putting yeah. all the money in, you should make more money because you're exposed to stocks for a longer period of time. Okay. Which is a good thing. That makes sense. Okay. Good. Well, so you're justifying my uh, my decision. Great. Yeah, I, I like exactly. That. We're actually you saying you're, finally you're, right, you're Jason. right on this something finally. <laughs> <laughs> Well done, sir. Uh, and the second, and the second question was about. Um, so obviously, you know, there's, and especially in the Puget Sound area, there's not been a lot of uh, relief in uh, home prices. Maybe a slight amount, but um, and then interest rates are continuing to be high. So I guess I don't understand with interest rates continuing to be so high or going so high. Why have house? Why have prices? I mean, I know it's a demand issue. I'm sorry, supply issue. But why have prices just not come down more? Is it just purely lack of supply? Well, wait, I, I, I mean, understand. yes, and yes. because people don't want to sell their house because they got to turn around and take my two point four two percent mortgage and turn it right. into seven percent. <laughs> not going to do it. I'm, That's not going to happen. A yeah. few years ago, I thought well, about selling mine. I'm never going to sell ever as long as I have a two percent mortgage and well, rates are five points higher. You could. You have to pry this well, house on my cold yep. dead hands. So what's the end game? What's the end game on this? I mean, your interest rates may not come down for many years. Many, Build many years. more so homes. Like, yep. Okay. Well, but but that I mean, they're not building them very fast. We've been saying that for a decade. We've been saying that for yeah, a decade. Well, it hasn't happened. Okay, but there are some things I- I- here in the Puget. I don't know about the Stop whole entire building country. so many people. 
Well, there are some things here, though. They are making it easier, for example, to build ADUs on on lots, so you can build more than one home in a particular location. You mean granny They're trying flats? to speed things up. Granny, they're trying to speed things up so you can build more homes, build smaller homes, which apparently they are doing in the Puget Sound region. So there are some things afoot. What do I think will happen? I think you're in the long term. You'll still see appreciation Across the country, of yeah. a little more than inflation. It's been weird here for a long time, so I wouldn't expect it to keep going straight up. That's my take. So, uh, Thanks, guys. You, yeah, good luck. Thanks. Just, like all of us, the future is unknown. We just, none of us can know that darn future. Uh, but uh, <laughs> yeah, the, it's a supply issue. I, I mean, we, yeah. in my town, where... Two years ago, houses were, even a year and a half ago, they were selling like mad, like mad. Not selling many, yeah. And now there is nothing. There is no inventory. Well, you just had a hurricane blow everything down so you could Wrong see why you wouldn't part have of the anything. State. But anyway. We, oh, okay. Do you know how many hurricanes have gone over my house? Right over the top I've of seen it. How many Where hurricanes in your house? In your house. Looked That's up a different in the topic. eye of the storm. We have had like five hurricanes go right over my house, and the and the thing is still standing. Pete, there is a misconception about hurricanes. People's houses, actual houses that are built of bricks or blocks yours has or straps s- on it or something. Well, yeah, ground, one we huh? have hurricane straps, but the the thing yeah. that destroys most houses in hurricanes is a thing Pressure? called storm surge. Oh, the water coming You up need push. to be close to the water to have that damage. Like a little lake across the street from it your house? It is a hole in the ground that just happened oh. to penetrate below the water table. But oh, okay. we are 100 feet above sea level. So for the ocean to top my property, the, 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 the Gulf of Mexico would have to rise 120 feet above where it is today. They're okay, not so even very predicting safe. that after Greenland melts. Okay. Greenland's the one with all the ice. Iceland's the one with green. Got it. Okay. Couldn't yeah. always forget. Yeah. Uh, okay. Fair enough. Enough on that topic. But well, real I just estate. I want to make it very clear that hurricanes I, inland. So we're very strange time. I will say that with high interest rates and low inventory. It's an unusual search. Well, but it makes perfect sense. You have it a does. 2% mortgage. Yeah. Right. I have a 2 and plus something mortgage. Yeah. Yeah. If I bought a new house, I would either do one of two things. I would either buy with cash or I would stay here because I'm not going to get a 7% mortgage. Paying too much interest. 855-935-TALK is our number. We'll be back. Tom and Don are talking real money. Northwest we got Richard and then Chris. Am I seeing that right? From the High Performance Homes yes. Traffic Center. No, yes. Bill. No. no. Thanks yeah, very much. Richard. We're continuing Thanks. to Richard see growing delays on I-5 south on <laughs> okay. exit 186 to coming through South Everett. That accident blocking the HOV lane. Things stop Jason's and go from State Road 526. We're seeing delays of around 55 minutes there. Everett Seattle on southbound I-5. Taking around 85 minutes. Seeing some delays as well on northbound I-5. That same collision at U.S. State Route 96. Blocking the HOV lane northbound as well. Delays of just under 10 minutes there. Seattle to Everett on northbound 5, taking around 40 minutes currently. Our next northwest traffic at 134. I'm Sam Ross. Tesla's a very volatile stock. Send me the car you like. And here's your forecast, sponsored by Northwest Cross Space Services. 
Throughout the afternoon, my, we're going to find most of the sunny skies out there. Temperatures low oh, to mid 80s. I forgot and then to do that. Cooler temperatures, yeah. mostly cloudy skies on Sunday, and some showers popping up here and there. Uh, same story for Monday, especially in the morning hours, but drier by the afternoon. Temperatures in this upper Washington 60s, Washington 7, 70s, Boise State 6. Monday. In the Coma Center and Theron's on. Come on in. And currently one. it's sunny and yes, 76 degrees in Seattle. For your real life and real future, Tom and Don are talking real money. It's a show all about your dough. I'm Don. That's Tom. You're out there. We hope you uh, call us. 855-935-TALK is our phone number. 855-935-8255. And Richard, it is now your turn. Welcome to Talking Real Money. Hey, guys. Can you hear me all right? We can. What's all right. Up? I'm driving in my car, and... Uh I'm retired, 70-year-old, and I'm as widely diversified as I can be. Um, and I just recently discovered uh, certificates of deposit, like one or two years, that have a guaranteed 5% return. And that seemed marvelous to me, so I got some. And I just thought you might advise me... Uh, you know, uh, is that good to have a, a few of those? I could sacrifice the interest penalty if I ever had to, but it's better than having it in a money market account or in the bank, like you say. Yeah, well, close. Uh, yeah, by the close. way, what, you say you discovered them. What did they fall into your lap? Were they waiting for you at home <laughs> one day? Or? And they were there. I don't know. Oh, look, look at that. The door. Look. Hey, it's a high no, Here's just, the thing. I okay. Just finally, opened yep. my. I just, Finally opened my eyes up and did the research okay. on bank rate and saw some pretty good returns because yeah. of the current rate. Yes. Okay, but let's just look at the rates in a general sense. In a high yield savings account, you can get what today, Don? I mean, five, I forgot to look. Five. Five percent. Five percent. So you could still get have access to the money tomorrow versus a one year CD that's paying five. That's number one. Number two for me because exactly what you said worries me. I just discovered. I just found this. It sounds to me like you just realized something's paying 5%, and that seems like a better deal than being in stocks. I would not trade exposure to stocks and bonds for CDs. If you have cash, if you want to hold a certain amount of cash, CDs can be a good place. But I wouldn't make a market timing move. I'll put it that way. Yeah, no, this had been in, I think, uh, Fidelity uh, uh, Cash Reserves. Which is probably you know, yielding close to five. No, it was in the one that was like more like one or two percent, I think. Okay, well, they have a money market fund where you can get more. But here's the thing. I want to make this about where the money should be about uh, instead of where you're going to make more money. You should have a certain amount of money that's immediately accessible for whatever your current bills are. That's in your checking account. Shouldn't be much. Then you should have more money in a high-yield savings account. That is for the next few months' needs, whatever those needs might be, emergencies that might occur, so that it's accessible within a day or two, a couple of days. That's in a high-yield savings, where, by the way, you can get 4 to 5% without breaking a sweat. Then CDs are for longer-term needs. Don't think of CDs as a place, well, I'll park it there and I'll take the interest penalty. No, then use use the high-yield savings for that. CDs should be where you, where you plan to park the money for more than six months or a year or 18 months, and even laddering makes a lot of sense 
and they also can be a bond alternative, but they have to be a bond alternative that is well managed with a disciplined laddering approach. So don't just buy things because they look good right now. Ah, that's I, I bet I'll make a bet now because guess what? What once was very attractive, right? I bonds. Nobody wants to buy those anymore because the interest rates have fallen. I bet you look back in three or four years, CDs. Remember when everybody's buying 5% CDs? They're only paying three now, so they're going to say, I'm not interested in those. That's my worry. When people look at something, it's shiny, it's new, it's paying a lot right now, I got to get into them. That's not a reason to buy anything, especially when you're moving something from equity exposure to cash-type exposure. That's how I'd put it. Makes sense? No, no, that's, uh, that's good advice. And I'll, I'll just uh, leave you with uh, the fact that I know people that bought CDs in, I believe, the 1980s at yeah. 15 and 60%. And they, they, he bought his, you know, the longest term he could find, which might have been three years. I don't know. But uh, it can work out. Thanks again. It for can work out, but it's, you know, it's a game you're going to lose sometimes and you're going to win sometimes. And. You know, so it just it's a lot of work and not that big a reward. Build the right portfolio to begin with. Tom and Don are talking real money. Reality radio for a really great future. We're talking real money. Hey there. Welcome back. We've got lines open for you again as some people dropped off. So give us a call at 855-935-8255. It's really free and it's really easy. And we're really going to try and help you do things the right way. If we were going to do things the wrong way, we might succumb to the pressure from the uh, crypto crazies out there to actually tell you that crypto is an investment. Oh, you know so the word I left out of that sentence? Good investment. No, I just refuse to tell you it's even an investment. It's, but I do have some nice it's NFTs not. for you. Have you noticed those have completely fallen off the cliff? They, you don't even hear about those anymore. Because they were nothing. Tokens. They were literally <sighs> nothing. You could. Yeah, I mean, okay, here is on my on my desk. This is a $5 bill. Yes, okay? it is. Can affirm Here. that. Yeah. Sounds That's like a five dollar bill, doesn't it? It does, yeah. I can fungibilize this. <laughs> then do it. I can fungible this into I can fungible this into all kinds of little five dollar things. Like uh one candy bar that five cents used to be able to buy. I can buy one of those. <laughs> I can get one. If I have a a, a an NFT of a five dollar bill. Yes. I can't really turn it into anything unless there's another idiot who wants to buy my fake $5 bill. Which is all fun and games. We're making jokes about this, but it's the, not, the fact it's, of the it's matter all is, a joke. No, no, this is no, actually, it's quite serious because now the uh, federal appeals court has told the SEC that they got to reconsider Grayscale Investments' application to launch the first Bitcoin ETF fund. Basically, they're telling him it, you, this. They said, I think these words uh, arbitrary and capricious, which is never good in a legal <laughs> standard. Okay. Uh, and so maybe they, they said, need to be a little more again. specific in their in their review. It's going to happen dude. of it's the application. Happen. They need to say in their review, we refuse to allow an exchange traded fund that trades in nothing. It's going to happen. There's going to be one coming. It, 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 it's going to happen. They're going to make them do this. 
There's so much pressure. There's so and there was a piece about fidelity not long ago about all the money they have put into being part of the crypto market when all this happens, and they want they want to make their money because off just like everybody else. Everybody wants to get a little slice of the fake action. Exactly. Yep. Yep. So I'm just saying. Uh, it scares the you know what out of me because I think people are going to get into this with no idea. Of course that, they uh, are because it's an ETF. Speculative, yeah, right. That make that gives it that gives it a, a reason to believe in it. And sure as shooting, a bunch of less than scrupulous advisors are going to tell their clients yep. to put some money into these things. And the fact of the matter is, and I, I we we haven't done this for a long time. I think it's necessary to do it every now and again, and that every is ten minutes to explain the <laughs> the issues. You know, because all of the you know the bazingas of this world and the you know there are hundreds and hundreds of crypto news sites out there, and you're going to get ninety nine point nine 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 percent of your crypto news from a crypto news site. They have a bias toward crypto because they make money on crypto. But the reality is, when we talk about a crypto ETF, it's is it just going to be Bitcoin? Is that the winning crypto? Or is it going to be Ethereum and Dogecoin, right. which is totally made up? Nobody argues that anymore. Whatever happened to the, uh, folks, Dogecoin was a joke. And you turned it into something with value? It was a joke. And now it's worth and they're six cents completely a un doge. Unre unregistered securities. Completely. And yet they want to have an exchange-traded fund of them. It's an outrage, if you ask me. But as you said, everybody's looking to make a dollar on this. I can only say, if you're listening, please do not rush out and buy one of these when they come on the market. And I think it'll be sooner rather than later. Well, I hope cooler – and some of the stuff I've read says that the SEC uh, – I've read in the mainstream media <laughs> – not in the Bitcoin media, uh, has said that the SEC stands a very good chance of coming up with a with a uh, a, a response that will hold up in court. That uh, they do have a very good case. It's just they're not presenting it as well as they should. That they can present it better. And then I hope that the SEC just takes it all the way to the Supremes because you can't make hurry it, crypto. No, make you just happen. have to wait. Yeah. 855-935-TALK. Give us a call. 855-935-8255 because we're doing something that you need to be doing every once in a while and that is talking real money. Tom and Don are talking real money. In medicine, a second opinion might save your life. With investing, a second opinion might save your future. The trick is getting one without a high-pressure sales pitch. Well, I'm Don McDonald, and if you've been listening to Talking Real Money, you know that our goal is to help everyone create a brighter future by investing and managing money better. That's why, in addition to helping everyone on our show and podcast, we are also committed to making our 100% fiduciary advisors at Appella available to help everyone make the best financial decisions based on science. So if you're being pitched a financial product or a system, make sure you get a second opinion with no cost no obligation, and no annoying sales pitch by going to TalkingRealMoney.com or call 800-386-3004. That's 800-386-3004 or TalkingRealMoney.com. Your guides to a really great financial future. 
and Don are talking real money. So, should you buy crypto? Give us a call. 855-935-TALK. Oh, that's right. We have our Tesla guy. We need our crypto guy back. We, we used to have one a couple of years ago. We used to have ago, a crypo guy called all the yeah, time. Yeah, we did. Yeah, yeah all the time. And, yeah, we, and we, that's we where, I, I got to tell you, they're the primary source. This is, crypto guys are are a lot like some of the political people out there. I'm trying yeah. to think of a nice way to say it. No, uh, yeah, and people careful, was all man. I could do. Uh, yeah. Political people, in, in that they are so religiously fervent about their beliefs that they will they will they will attack anything that threatens their belief system they they are vicious vicious they're responsible for a large part of global warming i believe i think the hot air they spew 855 i'm saying nine, we lost the call by the three. way <laughs> wasn't he just there jerry was there i just saw him there i just went look I there think, was a jerry you said something about people, and he got mad, so that was that. Okay. I guess he wasn't a people. But we do have a people, a people who okay. called in at uh, 855-935-TALK and left a question. We get a few of those once in a while. Sometimes a they're lot. good. Sometimes they're not. Well, the call, the ones that where people call and leave a message, a lot of the times they're really just wacky, and I don't put them on. But this one is good, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, to... This, right. this one's actually a pretty good one. Hi, Don and Tom. I have found amongst my father's investments um, a, an investment in a fund called the MSC Income Fund. And um, I'm not familiar with this. It doesn't work like any other funds I've heard about. It apparently is a debt fund uh, where companies can come and borrow money. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I, I don't see a way to remove the funds that are in this, the money that's in this fund. Uh, they have a partial withdrawal offer going pretty often, but I don't see a way to completely remove the investment because I'd like to move it on somewhere else. Uh, what are your thoughts about this and what would you do? One Thank of those. You. It's one of those, Tom. Yeah, one of those started talking about a long time ago. Yeah, yeah, one of those private deals mm-hmm. where you uh, they promise you a big return, which you may or may not get. They're lending money out to smaller companies who are higher risk, but they are they're not they're on they're non liquid. They're a non traded vehicle, making it very very difficult to get out, except in small windows. And often for only yeah, and and often yeah. for only a portion of the shares. So what you need to do is get uh, if this is part of an estate, then you need to get the death certificate, the uh, the 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 assignment of this to whomever received these shares, and you need to get in touch with MSC. They're they're online. It's MSCIncomeFund.com. And uh, start the process of taking it out. You can even call. There, there's a phone number here for them. It's uh, well, you got okay now. But but going back, you you've got to make sure if these are inherited that the cost basis was increased to the time of the date of death of the right. previous owner. Right, but these are, these are income vehicles. The price barely changes. It's up ten percent. It said year to date. Well, yeah, it's not not big changes though. They they've been all over the place. Ten percent's not big to you. Um, 
Yeah, but overall, it's not that. That's not as no, big. No, overall, yeah. okay, you're yeah, right. Just but anyway, that would be one. Number two, uh, this always in these situations, I say, if you're just starting investing today, would this be a product that you used? No, 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 no. He wants to get out. Okay, all right. No, I mean the it's, question is how to do it. Is what you're right. Saying. The problem is how to do it because they they generally don't let you out all at once. Although in this case. They 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 might. I don't know. This is a something you're going to have to talk to them because they really oh, do mean, control. In the in the, in, in, in the case of an, an estate, yeah, yeah, they might yeah. say you can have your money back. Yep, okay. maybe, maybe. Uh, and by the way, their promises weren't borne out by actual performance. Their uh, their five year their average annual return. They were promising double digits, and their okay. five year average annual return is six percent. So, but if you take five years times six, there's your double digits. Annually, they were promising double digits. Oh, annually. Every year. Okay, uh, every okay. year. Yeah. Five times six. Yeah, okay. 30. One year, they've done 10. That's their that's their dividend, yeah. Tom, by the way, too. That's their dividend, which okay. is a taxable dividend. Okay. And, but that's, again, we talked about this recently, and that is if it's kind of confusing, it's hard to understand, can't tell you exactly what they're doing, it's not something I think you should own, and I think you're making good decision getting your money back. Absolutely. Uh, in fact, here's a form I just found. Uh, where you can you can fill this out and ask them to uh, to take the shares back. So get your ducks in a row on who owns what. Uh, I would just give them a call, and, and it's uh, not public. It's not publicly traded. Then this right, is private. You got you okay. you've got to you've got to tender your shares back to them for a payment. Make sense? Wow. Yeah, that does make total sense. Yeah, there are but a I lot of these it. out there. I'd get my money. Yeah, avoid sure. anything. Anything. That doesn't offer you liquidity in your portfolio because there's a reason they don't want to offer you liquidity. It's the fact that they're tied up in things that are illiquid, too. And illiquid things can really come back to bite you in a big economic downturn. Companies like this in a serious recession can have all kinds of loans that default. Well, they may be in trouble. They may be on trouble already if they're in commercial real estate. Maybe, but this is all, yeah, because, this is all uh, loans, I believe. I don't think it's a real right, estate so deal. It's not, no, okay, not, okay. But I mean, you're right. That sector has been pretty beat up already. So, um, and REITs, I think, are about the only thing that are down yeah. so far year to date. I, I got to tell you, if I found this in uh, a, a family member's estate, I would. I would be working really hard to get out of it. I would be on the phone with them. I would be uh, filling out any forms they ask for, sending them in as often as I possibly can. And even if it's a slow process of liquidation, I would be after, after them every single quarter to do another one and another one and another one until it's all out of there. That's Okay, but you and I, for full disclosure, we're in a privately held company. Can you get out? I don't. I don't remember. <laughs> I don't think that. so. It's our own. We that. can't. You know. I don't. I don't. Th I don't think you can wake up tomorrow and say, "Give me all no, my money." No. No. But we. We. So. That was. That's. A, that's a company we own a part of. We are a part. Yeah. We are. Okay. We are actively involved in it. There's a reason. That's true. Uh, there was that's a true. reason they asked us to buy in. It's so that Please we have me, skin in the game. Oh, that's it. It's okay. the old company wants you to have skin in the game. So yes, full disclosure, we own a piece. We're partners in. Appella Wealth. Yeah. Yes. It, it, it's a good not company. Not big ones. <laughs> no. We're really, really, really. I, I, there's not enough reallys to say how really small we are. Really small. We're small. Yeah. Really small. Like we're there. We are. So we own a little bit. We're more bit. the public face, the ownership, not so much. Yeah. No. How about that? No, we used to be when we were vestry. Yeah. But yeah. now we aren't.
anymore. It's okay. But it's we're good with that. It was our decision, and it was a good one. It all worked it out for the best. Look at us. Yep. Talking real money over and over and over again, five days a week. We're doing podcasts. We're doing live shows. We're trying to help you get this stuff straight. So pay attention. Tom and Don are talking real money. For your real life and real future, Tom and Don are talking real money. And since Tom snuck out early, um, I, I, if you want to bug him and make him help you out for free, he'll do it. You just have to go to TalkingRealMoney.com and click on the Meet an Advisor form and then fill it out. And down at the bottom, make the meeting date a Saturday and make the meeting time sometime before 11 a.m. Pacific time or 2 p.m. Eastern time. And then in the anything else box, type in in big letters, Tom. There you go. We hope you realize that the information provided on Talking Real Money is for informational, educational, and hopefully enjoyable purposes only. Providing personalized financial planning or investing advice takes time. So please consult with a really good fee-only fiduciary investment, tax, or legal advisor. We know a good one. Investing must always involve risk. In other words, you can and probably will lose money at times. Also, as much as you want it, no one can accurately and consistently predict the future. So past performance doesn't tell you a darn thing about what the future will bring. Unlike many other programs that say something similar, Talking Real Money is not trying to get you to buy or sell any financial product or securities. Instead, the program is provided as a public service by Appella Capital, a fee-only registered investment advisor. Thanks for listening and please visit TalkingRealMoney.com for more information and disclosures. Are we done now?